much about so easy. You gotta put it in perspective. So without further ado, I don't want a gigantic round of applause for them. Just the kind of obligatory, well, I guess we're supposed to clap at this point because he told us to. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V.I.G. Hey, before we get into this, I have a confession to make. I used to listen to your podcast all the time. I just, I didn't want you to see me as some weird groupie. Oh, no. I love groupies. No, seriously, they're guaranteed that at least one person in this relationship likes me. Woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-woo-
Well, they're doing it with voices, too. They've got AI that replicates voices. And a lot of times we'll go looking for information on a story and we'll find an audio clip. And it's clearly read by a computer. Well, the technology has gotten to the point now where it is almost impossible to tell the real voice of a person from the AI voice. This doesn't seem good. It seems terrifying. And in the past, the government has stepped in here a bit. I know that. Oh, like they're, and, they've gotten people have gotten too close. The government's like, uh-huh. maybe you don't put out that technology. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yes. So, and and by the way, that is the case with DESA as well. They are not they are not publicly releasing its research model or data sets for the project. They uh-huh. don't. They know that they don't want everybody to be using this because, I mean, just as an example, you could if somebody figured out a way to do it to hack in or whatever. You could turn on KNX today and you would hear the voice of President Trump declaring we're going to war, yeah. for instance. Oof, you know, and it would scary. Yeah, you could have him say anything. Yeah. Anything. Anything you want, right. So, I mean, that's why there, there are a lot of people who have concerns about this because re- even reasonable people with their antenna up are not going to be able to tell the difference. So, here's yeah, their... I mean, I, on the show, Kevin, we don't know anything about putting words in other people's mouths. Correct. Without, without... <laughs> you don't really listen to women. You know what I mean? So... Nothing about no context. (laughs) They decided to take Joe Rogan, which makes a lot of sense because he's a very popular, well-known personality. He's got the number one podcast in the world. And they also have thousands of hours of tape on him that they were able to put into their little machine. He also has a recognizable voice. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So what I'm about to play for you are some examples of not Joe Rogan. And you tell me if you heard this, you wouldn't think, oh, Joe Rogan. And friends. I've got something new to tell all of you. I've decided to sponsor a hockey team made up entirely of chimps. I'm tired of people telling me that chimps are not capable of kicking human ass in sports. Chimps are just superior athletes. And these chimps have been working out hard. They're throwing kettlebells, battle ropes, everything. I've got them on a strict diet of bone broth and elk meat. I mean, <laughs> Joe Rogan or not Joe Rogan? It so, does. It's crazy enough. Okay, so explain to me. This isn't like taking an audio book and splitting up the words. Or it's right. just re-editing it's not. It creatively. No, okay. it's, it's not, not. re-editing. It's, okay. enter, it's entering in the tone and timbre and pace and breaths of Joe Rogan's voice and then just typing whatever mm-hmm. you want it to say. Have we checked, though, is this not a real Joe Rogan story? Yeah, it does I feel, mean, it it feels does real. It does feel real. <laughs> well, they, it absolutely does, and they picked something that they thought would be crazy enough that there would be no danger of people believing it's real, which clearly means they don't listen to Joe Rogan. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> because he could absolutely sponsor a chimp hockey team. Yes. <laughs> yes. And would in a second. And feed and them by, elk meat. Yeah. And by the way, I would pay to see it. Yep. I'd buy a shirt right now. Same. All right, here's some more from that clip. These chips will rip your balls off. God damn, it's impressive. All I got to say is, see you on the ice, folks. I mean, how is that not Joe Rogan? Pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that is Joe Rogan. Here's, uh, here's another. Being a robot has its benefits. I can pronounce tongue twisters now. Check this out. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. How many pickled peppers did Peter Piper pick? Ooh. She sells seashells on the seashore. The shells she sells are seashells, I'm sure. I mean, he, wow, pretty good. As far as, as far as I know, he didn't say any of those things. Hey, okay? can I type all my entire part for the show in and have it actually say it well? Then you'd have to learn to type. Oh, yeah, shoot. <laughs> which might also, be the best. Since my brain is connected to the internet, I've become a medical expert. Did you know that basilar membrane and otolaryngology are not autocorrelations? I mean, it's him. It's this him. is it's freaking him. me out. It's scary. Like, imagine this like voice calling you on the no, phone because no. then you've yes. lost a little bit of the connection, you oh, know, and you can just gosh. hear it. Very Mm-mm. scary. 
It's one of the coolest, uh, coolest rather, but scariest things I've seen yet in artificial intelligence, says Alex Krzyzewski, DES's principal machine learning architect. Unlike the singularity, which I don't know what that is, <laughs> I'm sure Joe Rogan does, which is a theoretical thing that could happen in 40 or 100 years, speech synthesis is soon going to be a reality everywhere. We are in deep, deep trouble, you guys. Yeah, no kidding. Although... Uh, oh, this is going to get creepy yeah, right I now. I don't like you it. Can, you can hear it, right? Not creepy at all. All right, let's let's see. You guys could keep me on the show if you wanted. All right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, I'm just saying. And we, although, can, make, we can make you racist. We right. can make you all sorts of things to get more <laughs> make people. you dumber than me. This yeah. is great news for me <laughs> on could, several fronts. You could make me say anything you want. So forget I suggested that. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. But but RIP the world. <laughs> I need somebody to pee on me. Does anybody have to pee? Uh, like see, no, I never said that. Oh, no, you, you did say that. Yeah. I never said that's that. That's actual yeah. audio. That's just, that's the AI is what that is. Uh, <sighs> I, I am not a winner. That I said. That's me. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? Guessing would imply caring. So we watched The Little Man Walk for 40 minutes on Game of Thrones. By himself. Sure was walking. Just strolling a long time. A lot of walking. A lot more steps than a a larger person. Mm -hmm. Takes longer Mm -hmm. and... um, that's why it was an hour and 22 minutes is because 40 minutes of it was Tyrion walking. <laughs> I, I did find that weird. Well, let's not discount how much time he spent rearranging the chairs That's around true. the table. That's true. Uh, so what did you think of the Game of Thrones finale? We'll get into a little bit later on this morning. Uh, it's Monday, so we have great news. Great news. We're going to talk about best movies about music. Yeah. Oh, boy, did I have a tough time with this. Same. Oh, gosh. It's impossible. Oh. But your tough time, Kevin, is you had too many movies. The right. emails from Jensen and Bean. Uh, would this be considered one? Or I'm like, you nerds, just <laughs> literally write down a movie. I've never actually typed pushes glasses towards nose. And I did it maybe <laughs> oh. six or seven times on email. <laughs> I actually put in an email back to them. You guys are making this harder yeah. than it is. I read that whole email chain. I was like, what? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Why is this because, happening? Because we and care I would like about to be, I'd like to be left accuracy. out of this. We are all about facts, being and That's, I. Yes. Sure. Accuracy. Right? That's what hey, you're I about. Think... All right. Never mind. I'll save it. Okay. We have, would you like to take that back today as well? Bean. Allie. Bean. <laughs> oh, by the way, it is Bean and it's Allie. Oh. Yes. That's correct. Fighting oh. for the title this time. Really? Yeah. It's... um. You guys are bad. I don't remember any of them. <laughs> I'm sure you don't. Well, I'll refresh your memory. Oh, good. And give you a chance to take it back. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Allie's here with our first look at what's happening for a brand new week. Any of you see any movies this weekend, Kevin? Did John Week 3. John Wick 3. You saw John Week, though. <laughs> that's that's my different. spoof. John Week. He loses in the first minute. Oh, no. You go in, you think it's going to be two hours. You yeah. sit down. Yeah. First guy who comes, punches him in the face, knocks him out, and takes him to the hospital. That's it. That's, that's well, it. Whole movie, yeah. So wow. the credits, the end credits are longer than the actual movie. Yeah. There's, <laughs> and, and the de- dog dead right immediately. Oh. They kill him and the dog in the wow. first minute, and that's the end of the movie credits. Wow. Uh, wait till you hear about John Week 2. <laughs> Oof. This, is a, this is a bummer of a movie. Man. Real yeah, John Week 2, they go after his family. <laughs> That's upsetting. And again, minute long. But you saw John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. Yes. And? Fantastic. Unbelievable. I gotta tell you, that um, that series is really great. Yeah. And it's not incredibly deep. There's not a lot of storyline, but mm-hmm. they do the fighting thing so well. It's 90% fighting. 
And yeah. it's fantastic. And Keanu apparently is great, He's right? great. Wonderful. Yeah. Although he doesn't... You know how some people carry themselves as, let's say, LeBron James. When you see him, he carries himself like, I'm an athlete and I'm going to kill someone, mm -hmm. right? This is, uh, when he's walking around, when he's talking, when he's doing dialogue and he's not fighting, he just looks like a dork. That's how he kills. Just a complete dork. Right? Yeah, he you takes you right out of it. Yeah. yeah. But then once he starts fighting, it's on. Right? Yes. Not everyone's going to kill someone with a library book. Right? Right? He had a full fight scene while riding a motorcycle and sword fighting. Okay. All right. <laughs> really? And it was great. I didn't know it was a documentary. <laughs> I thought it was a fake movie. Well, you guys, a John Wick 3 earned $57 million over the weekend. Uh, not bad, you guys. John Wick, um, the first one, earned $43 million domestically. Then the sequel had a $30 million opening, went on to earn $100 million or so worldwide. So this is a, uh, a pretty good start for old John Wick 3. But it had to knock Avengers Endgame out of the number one spot. But falling for number two at the box office uh, didn't bring an end to the blockbuster's record smashing. Now in its fourth weekend, the film earned another $29 million domestically. That passed Avatar for the number two spot on the all-time domestic list. You know how far they are from knocking off Avatar for the all-time global box office? I remember last week it was 2.5 and it was 2.9. Right? 170 million away. That's all we need, guys, to beat out Avatar on the all-time global list. It sounds like a lot. Yeah. But you know what? Not for this it's movie. It's in the fourth week, you guys. Yeah. Dumb, uh, dumb question, but mm -hmm. do they adjust for inflation when they, they do these box office records? You well, te technically, think. they would make more money now than they did for Avatar Absolutely. because there's IMAX and all these other ways to mm -hmm. make more and money. And ticket prices, yeah, let ticket alone. Prices, yeah. yeah. I don't know, Bean. Okay. So what you're saying is you're not going to be that impressed is when that it does no, happen. I, I was just curious. Sounds okay. like someone wants an asterisk put on it. I believe so. <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Hey, back in the news. Decent um, hold on its second weekend, uh, coming in third, 24 million bucks. Go I'm ahead. I'm sorry, Allie. I don't uh -huh. want to embarrass you. Yeah. Uh, you, pronounce, you pronounce it incorrectly, though. It's, it's uh, a detective... Uh, Pikachu. Okay. Oh, my yeah. apologies. That's apologies. how the experts say it. Yeah, two <laughs> Pikachu heads out there. Um, <laughs> now has a 10-day total of $93 million. Coming in fourth, A Dog's Journey. That fell uh, really below expectations with an $8 million opening. And then completing the top five, The Hustle, you guys. You guys see Arnold Schwarzenegger getting um, drop kicked in the back? A flying double drop kick really is what happened. Yeah. Out very of sad. nowhere, the guy is at a kids' sporting event in South Africa. He's watching a little girl uh, jump rope. Everything's completely normal. Then he was blindsided by an unnamed man who shouted, "Help me! I need a Lamborghini!" And then pounded him in the back with a flying double drop kick. Schwarzenegger, um, who I might just say, is 71 years old, barely even moved. That, yeah. kind of That's like, what I noticed. Moved forward a little bit because he initially thought someone was trying to like push their way in to see the little girl jump roping. He, if that's yeah. what it felt like to nothing, him. Nothing to him. If, good it's like, Lord. It, he reacted the same way I react when I think there's a fly near my ear. Yes. Just like a quick, <laughs> yes. a quick swipe and then I'm done. I'm like, oh, it wasn't there. Yeah, if <laughs> you it. haven't seen the video, it is, it's truly phenomenal. The guy takes a running start, jumps both of his legs into the back of Arnold Schwarzenegger's back. Mm -hmm. And he literally is like, huh. Hmm, that was ridiculous. 
Maybe I felt something there. Not sure. Unbelievable. Um, The attacker landed on the gym floor, immediately tackled by a security guard. And Arnold uh, wants you to know he's not pressing charges. He said, a lot of you asked, but I'm not pressing charges. I hope this was a wake-up call and he gets his life on the right track. I was going to say gets his Lamborghini. <laughs> and gets his Lamborghini. <laughs> but, uh, wow. Yeah, that's weird. It was it was bizarre. Totally, totally bizarre. But after getting, after getting over the shock of that guy doing it, I really did enjoy Arnold just standing there like it was nothing. I hope Absolutely. that doesn't become like a new meme for idiot kids to just dropkick a celebrity. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. That's a new challenge. Oh, the dropkick challenge. Oh, no. That's the worst. Seems bad. Oh, that's real sad. What if it does? Just because Jensen said it. Mm -hmm. Because Jensen said, you guys should do this and then upload it to YouTube. That didn't seem cool. So weird. You know what? At this point, I'll take any attention. (laughs) (laughs) Some birthdays for you guys. Busta Rhymes. Hey. Timothy Oliphant. Mm. My two favorite rappers. Okay. Uh, Bronson Pinchot. I mean, your three oh, favorite rappers, yeah. Falky, Dance of Joy, right? And Cher, right? Cher, legend, legendary, right? Cher, Cher, right? That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, K Rock. 2,300 emails over the weekend about this next topic, and I'm not exactly sure why that was necessary. <laughs> we, we had some questions to each other. <laughs> um, Allie was very lucky on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I, uh, In the words of a great uh, man from a film called Varsity Blues, I don't want your life, Allie, but I <laughs> okay, will tell you okay. that I was a little jelly on Saturday night yeah. when you when you t- when you you tweeted out that you're on your way to Rocket Man because yeah. we all love Elton John. We've all been looking forward to this movie. Yeah, it comes out in a couple weeks, and I um, was lucky enough to see a random tweet that said, Fandango, sneak peek of Rocket Man. And I was like, what? <laughs> Immediately bought the tickets and... Fantastic. But, yeah, but that isn't why we're doing um, this topic. We're doing this topic because I saw that the Wiltern is going to be showing the iconic Oliver Stone movie, The Doors, on Saturday, June 22nd. Mm -hmm. How cool is that? That's a great movie. Yeah, great movie. And that kind of got us talking on kind of the top not only rock and roll, but the top music movies of all time. Now, would either The Doors or Rocket Man be in your top five when you start thinking about music films? Well, that's that's the question. So we decided that we would each have a top five. And then maybe, just maybe, some would overlap and we could come up with a consensus. For a top five? For a top five. We're um, not great at this. But... We are not great <laughs> All right. at it. And if you take this weekend as any example, we totally know how to follow directions. <laughs> because we were questioning, do documentaries <laughs> count? And they do not in this. Does does it even include a fictional band? Absolutely I does. Mean, these rules were made up on the spot. I like they it. certainly were. But they're totally fine, yes. <laughs> but at least if it includes fictional bands, you get your Josie of the Pussycats in, right, Absolutely. I mean, we could have went in there and did not make my top five. I might say it's six, but then also I thought about this. I don't mean to say Die Hard's a Christmas movie with this one, but, but Bill and Ted's is about a musician. Oof. Seems like a stretch. Did yeah. you put it in your top five? I did not, but right. I, I did it just to make you mad. Who? <laughs> just right. to bring it up. Because Who wants Wild, to start? Wild Stallions was a band. I'll, I'll go, oh, let's, okay, let's I'll, let's go first. I'll go first. Yeah. Uh, number five. Oh, if you haven't seen it, just rent it. The Commitments. Yep. Sing on. No, great movie. Okay. Great movie. Wow. No, great movie. Irish rock band. Yeah, great movie. wonderful movie. It's a strange great response movie. from everybody, considering Ted? it's a great movie. Silence. I mean, listen, it's a little, it's it's safe. Oh, oh safe. how dare you? It's oh. safe. All right, uh, Rocket Man 
moved into my top five. Okay. Wow. And I'm putting it at number four, and I'm telling you, after seeing it once, it's at number four. I'm going to see it multiple times. Okay. It will move up. It was that good, you guys. And we should let people know who don't recognize the title. It's a biopic coming out in a couple weeks about Elton John. About That's Elton John. Dreams. And yeah. Taron Edgerton plays Elton John and sings all of the songs himself. And it is, it's moving. It's beautiful. It's, it was everything I wanted it to be times 100. Fantastic. So, Rocket Man is my number four and will move up. Number three, Spinal Tap, obviously. I have Spinal Tap. Hey, by the way, we should all speak up. Like, if we all have Spinal Uh, Tap, that should be in our top five. I have Spinal Tap also at three. Okay. I I have it at two. Okay. Okay. Kevin, you have it in your top five? Okay. What number? I didn't uh, rank them. They're just... Uh, okay, yeah, because it's the top said, five. No, you can use I, any of the no, top five. As I said, directions are our strong point. <laughs> Understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in at number two, a movie that I adored and will watch anytime it's on, La Bamba. Richie! La Bamba's a good one. <laughs> La Bamba's great. Yeah. I saw that movie five times in the theater with my mother. And it might have been kind of a rainy summer in Maine when it was happening. Mm, ah. So every time it was raining, my mom's like, La Bamba? Sure. Because it was totally her music, her generation. And then I we haven't... bought the soundtrack and we'd sing it in the car. I have not seen that movie in a long time, but I did enjoy it at the time for sure. Shouts and... to Los Lobos. Right? Yeah. Oh, real. such a good soundtrack. And coming in at number one, a 15-year-old boy gets, well... Pretty much the assignment of a lifetime to write an article for Rolling Stone magazine. Eight Mile! I agree! Band called Stillwater. What? That movie, Almost Famous. Hit it! I am a golden god! Yeah! Yeah! I am a golden god! Don't jump! And you can tell Rolling Stone magazine. That my last words were, <laughs> I'm on drugs. All right, all right. I mean, I you're think... on a roof at a party. You're going to jump in the pool. It's sure. good times. Every uh, every act, that's Billy Crudup right there, that mm-hmm. famous uh, Golden God scene. But every, Philip Seymour Hoffman is unbelievable in that. Zo- this is the movie that made Zoe Deschanel a star. Kate I Hudson, Francis McDormand. Patrick McDormand was amazing. Yes. In this. Everybody's amazing. Yes. In this movie. It's my number uh, three, by the way. Excellent. Almost famous. That's a movie I probably own more versions of because they keep re-releasing it with like new stuff. Jensen, you'd appreciate this. I have like six different Blu-rays and DVDs of Almost yeah, Famous. The, the struggle is real. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a fantastic choice. And Thank we're out you. of time. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Are you serious? Okay, hold on. I just want to clarify. So the 2,300 emails over the weekend. Yeah, we've been, oh, yes. Nothing meant anything. They were all questions yeah. for Jensen yeah. and yes. for Bean. Yeah. Right. Trying to figure out yeah. what the category was. Yeah. That's and right. And now we it. have no time. Yeah. We're out of time. All right. Time. It's Kevin and Bean. K-U-Rock. K-R-O-Q. We talked about how Allie had a hell of a weekend going to see Rocket Man Saturday night in a preview. Kevin, I understand you also had some fun times this weekend. Well... Bean and I have uh, the same thing. We're not very alike, but we do injure ourselves and we don't know how. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that happens a lot. Okay. I am famous for spontaneously bleeding, and I have no idea how or why. So a week ago Sunday, I started feeling a really bad pain in the top of my neck, and I had no idea what it was. So my EMT training tells me, mm-hmm. put a Band-Aid on it, wait two to three days, everything will be good. 
Okay. That's just, that's the way I live my life. If I cut off my arm, I'd put a Band-Aid on it, wait two or three days, everything would be good. So it started hurting, and so I put a Band-Aid on it. And then uh, a, day, so, uh, you a week put ago a, Sunday. A Band-Aid on just a pain? Well, I looked, and there was, it was red. It looked like it was a burn of some kind. How did From I do it? From curling your hair? How did I do it? I, <laughs> honestly, I still don't know. Okay. But a bad burn. Okay. But I didn't know that. As, and then the week went on, as the week went on, it started hurting more and more. Not a sunburn, though, right? You no, no. He, guys, just so tell there anything. We all know he's burying the lead, right? What's the lead? You have a weird pain on your back that you yeah. don't know what it's from. Uh-huh. And then you put a Band-Aid on it. Yeah. But it seems more serious than well, that. It, well, it turned out to be. But at the time, <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. okay. So... So that happened. Now, my plan on Friday was to go to EDC because I love EDC. I plan mm-hmm. it the whole year. I look forward to it. It's a fun time. Um, but then Friday, I realized, you know, this is really hurting. And it like, had been hurting since the prior Sunday. Yes. Okay. I mean, like really painful. So I called my doctor and I said, can I get in after work? And I pushed my flight to Vegas a uh-huh. couple of hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I go to my doctor and he says, he takes a look at it. And he says, and I quote, Wow. That's interesting. Oh. <laughs> I said, I don't know that I like that from mm-hmm. a doctor. I said, I'm going to, to EDC, so just keep the bandage on it, I assume. He goes, you need to go to a specialist, a dermatologist that's a specialist. And I said, I know, but, I mean, next week. I'll call and make an appointment next week. And he goes, no, you need to go right now. Oh. So I said, all right. So I called and I pushed the flight back another two hours, went to the specialist. He looked at it and he said, and I quote, you don't see that every day. <laughs> what? what is, is an alien gonna pop out? It, it looks that way and it feels that way. So he described it as a second degree burn. There's a couple of layers of skin missing. What is going what? on with you? Now, why I don't know. So when you say to the dermatologist and the doctor prior, no idea how this happened, yes. are they looking at you like, of you're course. crazy? Of course you know how it happened. So they go through a checklist. Did you right. do this? Did you uh, fall asleep on a heating pad for 12 to 15 hours? Did you burn it? <laughs> Is there, somehow you burned it. I was like, honestly, I don't know. I really uh, may don't. I throw something out sure. that I can't believe nobody has thought of? It is a very frequent symptom of people who have been abducted by aliens to have <laughs> burns oh, right. to have burns on their skin that they have no memory of getting. I mean, it happens all the time. Sounds like we need to call Tom DeLong. Get right? to the bottom of this. Right. Yeah. Really find out what's going on. <laughs> so I say to the specialist, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm going to the airport right now. So can we just put a bandage on? Put a bandage on it? Yeah, and- you're missing so many beat drops." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was really excited about going. Yeah. So he says, I don't think I would go. And I said, well, I mean, I already have, you know, the airline ticket and everything's ready. I'm all set up, got mm-hmm. tickets, yeah. everything. He goes, I mean, I guess you could, but if it starts to hurt, you're going to have to get help. And I said, well, already hurts, so I don't really know how, how much damage could be done. And no one is concerned at this point to get to the bottom of it. They're just like, oh, it's a second-degree burn. They, Good luck, yeah, right? and why can't doctors tell what caused <laughs> what something? Don't they see, aren't they dermatologists? They <laughs> well, see skin injuries all the time? This guy did go through a checklist. Did you do this? Did you do that? Did mm-hmm. you do that? I said, no, I didn't do any of that stuff. And he said, well, then he went to the obscure things, which is you could have taken a medication two weeks ago, and this is a weird breakout response to it. Mm-hmm. Like, And at that point, I was like, okay— he has no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. Let's not waste our time guessing. 
Let's just put a bandage on. Did you get in a fight with a guy with a flamethrower? You know, like, <laughs> oh, just, like, yeah. really obscure. Should be on the so, so he just puts a uh, a covering on it, and he mm-hmm. says, "Just we're just going to let it heal as if it's a, a burn, a second degree burn. It'll mm-hmm. take a couple of weeks. You have to keep this on it, and uh, and then you'll be fine." So, going to Vegas. So I go to the airport and I check in, and it starts to hurt more. And I they take my luggage and they check it, and it really starts to hurt now. Oh, so I call God. the doctor and I say, "Dude." It's really hurting right now. And he goes, don't get on the plane. Now, I don't know why I thought this, but I thought this would be the deal that would push me on to Vegas. And I said, my luggage is already on the plane. As if he's supposed to go, oh, oh I didn't you're realize, fine. Yeah, get I didn't on the realize plane. that. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and get on the plane. So I had to take my luggage back off. Now I'm getting really angry because I really had a great weekend planned and it's just fallen apart. And now I can't. Because your dancer died. Right. Right. So now I can't even go to Vegas. No. So I have to get my, my bag back. My neck hurts. Get in my car. Drive home. Pouting like a baby. Mm-hmm. Can I ask a question? Yeah. How do you get your doctor on the phone so easily? Um, I most just seen people, him. Most people can never get their because doctor on the phone. I just saw him and I said, I'm going to the airport. And he okay. said, if it hurts too much, call me back. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right. he was Fair sort enough. of. He was oh, on call. Oh, he was on sort of on call. Yeah. Gotcha. So I get my bag. I drive all the way back home. I get home. It's late. I'm miserable. I wanted, I didn't want to be there. I had all these plans. And then I thought, stop being a baby. You get to do a lot of fun stuff. Sure. So this happens once a, you know, once in a while. So your upper back. <laughs> so, so I have second degree second burns. Degree. <laughs> idea and I have no idea how it yeah, happened. Whatever. So I decided just, you know what? I'm just going to write it off as a bad day. And I laid my head down on the pillow and I just went through everything. Got up at 3.50, did the show, got in a lot of pain, went to a doctor, went to a specialist, went to the airport, put my luggage on, got my luggage back off, drove back home, pouting, and then went to bed. And then I swear to God, probably 15 minutes later, and I'm not exaggerating, and I'm not joking. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) The worst. And you can't I find it. And it's wanted so- to take my life. You can't figure out which one it is for a no. long yep. time. Yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yep. This is like 3 a.m. Oh, I, my God. And by the way, I also know in the back of my head, I don't have a 9-volt battery. And that's what yep. you have to do is change the battery. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So I unscrewed it, and it stopped. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, Great. that makes no sense yeah. because it, that's not supposed to stop it. But I waited for like three minutes, and nothing happened. So uh-huh. I went back to bed, waited for about 10 minutes, and then... so literally at the end of that day i had to get up get dressed go down and get in my car at about 4 a.m oh Oh, my god drive to cvs no get a nine volt battery come back to the house put the battery in oh jeez and go to bed now can I give you a suggestion? <laughs> Please. Okay. Next time uh-huh. when you miss EDC right. and your fire alarm starts to go off, right. just do me a favor. Hit it in a row a couple times, just like right now, the drop. A couple times. We're at EDC. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. It's Monday morning. I think you know what that means, you guys. There's plenty of bad news in the world. You can find that anywhere. Just flip over to KNX right now and be terrified. Or stick with us and enjoy some great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news. 
Hey guys, I'll start off. I like you to went, just let it, <laughs> let it run out. Okay, all right. <laughs> I, was, I was just curious when you were going to start. All good. We run the type ship here, Allie. <laughs> I don't know what I was waiting for. I don't either. I don't either. Amazing. All right, you guys all remember your uh, your college graduation. Do you remember your commencement speaker? Um, some of us didn't graduate from college. Okay, you my bad. A hole. Mm-hmm. Okay, my uh, bad. I well, did, and yes, I don't remember. You don't remember. I uh, I remember because mine was Bill Cosby. Oh, and that, oh back my. back when you didn't know Bill Cosby uh, was up to no good. So I it mean, was, you were thrilled, right? Absolutely, absolutely thrilled. Not as thrilled as Morehouse College yesterday when they had billionaire philanthropist Robert Smith. He took the From podium. The no, oh. uh, very different. Uh, he took the podium, and you know, typical commencement speaking. You have the power within you to be great, be unstoppable, be undeniable, accomplish the things that people thought you never would. Then he said, "On behalf of the eight generations of my family that have been in this country, we're going to put a little fuel in your bus." And people were like, "Well, sir, What's come on, just about? wrap it up." He then said, this is my class, 2019, and my family is making a grant to eliminate their student loans. And uh, everyone was silent. Like, did he just... Wait, and all, then, all of them? Then everybody looked around, and then everyone erupted in cheers. There were tears. There was hugging. This man, billionaire tech investor Robert S. F. Smith, stunned the crowd by saying... All of you here, over 400 students, your student loans, your debt, wiped away. Wow. took care of it. Unbelievable. Bill Cosby didn't do that for you? He did not um, at all. It was a complete moment of disbelief in the audience, obviously. Obviously, yeah. You can't, I mean, it's like winning the lottery. Oh, absolutely. Is he serious? He's dead serious. I know. I'm saying as a student, you can't. You can't buy that. Uh, you right can't away. fathom it. Yeah. And there were interviews of people after um, a finance major named Aaron Mitchum, who's 22, said that just a few days ago he was calculating that it might take him 25 years to pay back his $200,000 in student loans, 25 years at half his monthly salary. Oh my God! Then wow. another guy, 22, business administration major from Harlem, a guy named Elijah, said. I don't have $90,000 to pay off anymore. I can now take the job I want. And there were students that wanted to be teachers but knew they wouldn't make as much. That's a shame. So they were like, you know what? I can be a teacher now because all of my debt is gone. I can now do the job that I wanted to do but didn't think it would make me enough money to pay off my student loans. And by the way, uh, Oprah did a commencement speech the other day and all she did was give good advice. Okay, yeah. right? She looks she looks terrible now. I will tell you this. I saw an interview of a mom that said, listen, I got a daughter graduating Morehouse next year. Can we <laughs> sign him up already? It was the funniest interview because you know immediately every commencement speaker at every college was like, oh, damn. Damn it. I <laughs> stepped it up. I do not want to speak there next year. Nope. I don't think they're going to ask me, but thank you, Morehouse, if you were. But can you imagine being next year's speaker? You have to almost say right off the top, listen. Not paying your not your paying it. No I money. don't. I don't Sorry, have no money. But it's just an amazing, amazing thing. It and really he is. did have you know one caveat where he basically said, "Pay this forward." 
do do what you will for our community. We're enough to ensure that we have all the opportunities of the American dream, and we will show it to each other through our actions and through our words and through our deeds. So bless you, Robert F. Smith, for what you did for over 400 students sitting there listening to that speech. You think they're going to invite him back every year, every year, every year? Just I hoping? mean, you'd hope. You would hope for sure. But <laughs> unbelievable. And that's my great news. Can I give you a fun fact about Mr. Smith before we move on? Yes, please. He is married to the 2010 Playboy Playmate of the Year. Okay, he's got a pretty good life is what I'm saying. Dude's doing all right for himself. And that was Beans. Fun fact. And he's the richest black man in America, Robert Smith. Okay. Well done. Uh, my great news is a little different, but it's just as impactful for the people who need their help. There is a program called the Laundry Truck LA. It is a free mobile laundry service for individuals experiencing homelessness. Uh, they've been around since 2017, but only operated on a very limited schedule for about six hours every Thursday in Huntington Park. Well, now they have received a big grant and cleaning products from the Clorox Corporation, and they're going to be going out with multi- – they have trucks fitted with multiple washers and dryers. They're going to be going out to various locations all over the Southland three to five days per week with the capacity to wash and dry more than 5,000 loads of clothing annually. Wow. Volunteers are staffing it, and they'll get the word out however they can and say, look, if you're homeless and you need, uh, if you want us to wash your clothes, we'll do it for you. I mean, we don't think about that, but I mean, that is something that is out of the reach of many homeless people because whatever money they are able to cobble together maybe doesn't go toward laundry. For sure. I just think this is a wonderful thing. Clorox issued the grant as part of their What Comes Next campaign, which supports uh, supports individuals and organizations giving back to their communities for the power of cleanliness. So there are a whole bunch of volunteers, a whole bunch of trucks. They're getting it out there, and they're helping people. And that may be, make the difference between somebody being able to go into a restaurant or not or apply for a job or not or whatnot, just being able to look presentable because your clothes are clean. Yeah, it's amazing. So, so heads up on that. Uh, if you know any homeless people, spread the word. Laundry Truck LA, and congratulations to Clorox. You're doing some great work, and that is my great news. Uh, mine is Laura Mazur and Jessica Robertson. They'd never met before they reached mile 14 of the Pittsburgh Marathon. They both were a little paranoid that they were going to come in dead last. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really want to come in dead last. No one wants to be last. Mazur, 37, of Ohio, was running her sixth Pittsburgh Marathon and 12th Marathon overall, while Robertson of Pittsburgh was running her very first one. Mazur told uh, NBC News that she was feeling paranoid because she didn't want to finish last. So she turned around and noticed another runner, Robertson, there as well. And instead of thinking to yourself, okay, I'm not going to be last. This is awesome. She turned around and went back. And grabbed the woman's hand and said, we're going to finish this together. Aww. And the woman was FaceTiming her mom. This is the first uh, first one that she had run. Mm-hmm. Saying, I'm so bummed. I just I thought I could do it. I'm not going to be able to finish. And the other woman came up to her and said, take my hand. Let's go. We're going to finish. And as they made their way along, the crowd sort of started to realize, oh, this is an amazing thing. And people started cheering for them. And they were smiling. They said they felt like royalty for a day. Aww. And... Because they were the worst runners in the race. I don't think that's the point. No, that's not the point. But they got to the finish line and they realized. Oh, one woman pushed the other one. She's like, beat it. Right? Because I helped you get all the way this way. You finished. Right. But I'm not going to be right, last. Right, you're going to be last. That didn't happen. <laughs> no? No, that's what oh. should have happened. That's what <laughs> I thought was shouldn't, shouldn't have. have happened. Right, that's what I knew. <laughs> that's why Kevin kept reading. So they, weren't, <laughs> so they weren't 
holding hands anymore, this woman realized. And she said, look, this is a team effort and we need to hold hands and run across the finish line together. And they did. Awesome. And everybody went crazy. That's and they kissed. Awesome. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> what? And they kissed. Okay. Now it's, now it's great news. Absolutely. That's my great news. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Isn't it like double jeopardy or triple jeopardy or something? You keep trying us for the same thing over and over again. But you keep offending. Haven't <laughs> we already paid our dues? By the way, Chip, how many? How long does it take to get a typical would you like to take that back file together? Usually it could take two months. How oh. long did it take this time? 15 days. Wow. Oh, no. Oh, no. 15 uh, days. Then I feel uh, like these won't be our best. You think? <laughs> you think that might be the case? A little bit. Um, the first it's, one, the first one is the theme song. Oh, the theme song, right. Would you like to take that back? Would you like to take that back? Tell me, would you, if you could, you would you, could you take that back? Would you like to take that back? Would you like to take that back? Tell me, would you, if you could, you would you, could you take that back? So we're going to replay some clips, some uh, attempts at jokes, mm-hmm. and then we're going to give you a chance to take it back. The first one is Allie. Oh. We were talking about being raised by clowns, mm-hmm. which is an odd enough thing. Seems like there's clowns everywhere, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, but seriously, because clowns you go to, to the left of me, jokers to the right. Sure. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Look it up, kids. It was a bop. Would you like to take that back? <laughs> Double down. <laughs> I really did. But she sold it with yeah. such conviction yeah. and enthusiasm. I got to tell you, halfway through, I wanted to maybe punch her in the face, uh-huh. and at the end of it, I was very, ex- very excited and satisfied. Right, and you probably wanted to listen to the song. Not really. Okay, well, it is a bop, and I'm gonna. Um, I'm going to leave it as it is. That's Let a, uh, right sleeping right. clowns lie. Um, what? <laughs> Next file. All right. Uh, Allie's doing a story on the uh, live All in the Family and the Jeffersons. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this, Which is Wednesday night, by the way, hosted by our friend Jimmy Kimmel. And this particular one uh, perhaps might be being. We know most of the cast for both shows. Playing Archie Bunker will be Woody Harrelson. Edith Bunker will be Marissa Tomei. Gloria, the daughter, will be Ellie Kemper. Moving over to the Jefferson side, George Jefferson will be... Are we moving on up to the Jefferson <laughs> side? Oh, B. I don't hate it. Would you like to take that back? By, by the way, we're going to run into this a little bit later as well. Bean has control of sound effects. Yes. Mm-hmm. So when he plays that rim shot, he's yeah. playing it for himself. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yep. And later in the files, you're going to hear him play applause for himself. Cheers, I feel everything. like that yeah. should be against the rules. Leading the witness, you right. think? Okay. Guys, um, moving on up was the actual theme song right. for the yeah. Jeffersons. Yeah, no one had a question about the definition of right. the I mean, show. we understood it. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to take that back? Are uh, you happy with it? I am. I am happy with that. I'm going to let that one stand as well. Wow. All right. Well. Uh, next up is Allie. Mm. Hard to imagine. Jensen is talking about sneaking food into a theater, and you're going to hear Beer Mug's voice, but I believe it was a drop played by Bean okay. of Beer Mug asking a very specific question. And then we get to Allie's fantastic joke. Uh, we brought in Skittles bags, and mm-hmm. Danielle and I both, as we took them out, felt we were breaking the law. Yeah. <laughs> it felt very it does illegal. feel like you're really doing something. You get over it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about the Jews? Um, interesting said, question. He said, is that a Jewish thing? I don't know, man. I'm just trying to learn. Laheim. <laughs> uh, uh, more like Lahine me, right? Because you um, Would you like to take that back? I, I don't mean, even know what it's... Lahine. Right. Lahine, right. Lahine. 
Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, are we are we? No, there some... had to be something before that. Well, it... I don't think this is a defense for your joke. Right. I think... <laughs> well, if it related to something about a butt, absolutely. But something was cut out of there. Oh, because how did we get from Skittles to that? I hope you're wearing a construction hat for all this work. <laughs> no, honestly, that doesn't make any sense. That's so our point. Something was cut. We had just done an ad for Heine wine, I believe. <laughs> that's, no, that's not true. That wasn't us. Okay. <laughs> Um, Would you like to take that? I, I feel like, like I, I can't. So you I feel, can't do a ruling on this. You feel this is a conspiracy uh, against you? Uh, there was something cut out that would make at least a little bit of sense as to what that meant. Chip pulled the brake. I uh-huh. didn't edit out anything that didn't that made it not make sense. It didn't mm, make sense I, when I heard it. I don't it. believe that. So I'm going to refrain Would from like taking it back, back and refrain from not taking it back. I am not ruling. You're you're making a push. Wow. Yeah. You're going to push it. Yeah. All right. Wow, a real uh, Trump administration move over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Allie's the next one. Oh, God. Uh, we were talking about getting stuck in a lockdown. It was actually prom night because there was a lot of kids at Denny's at the time, I guess. Oh, by the way, this guy had been telling his story for 50 minutes, right. 55 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. I hope you, I, I mean, I hope all the witnesses had as much detail as you do because they would have cracked Here's their a, case. But uh, curious, though. No. He said they didn't shoot the deputy, but did oh, no. they Don't shoot? No. Dare. No. 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 Okay. All right. No. We're going to put no. that in the file no. anyway. Because uh, we know what was coming. Even though you didn't get to say it, we're putting it in the file. <laughs> Would you like to take that back? He, he brought up not shooting the deputy uh-huh. multiple times. Right. And you had a question about a sheriff, I you? had a question about the sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a journalist at heart. I am. I am. I wanted, I wanted follow through. You didn't through. get Emmys for no reason. Thank you, Jensen. I am not taking that back. Nope. Nope. Mm-mm. Wow, a lot See? of nobody taking stuff back here yeah. today. This is... We are we are uh, unrepentant criminals Although today. Although yeah. I do believe that Bean, who's the next one, will probably take this back. Oh. Allie's talking about a reboot of a sketch show called All That. You guys, there's a reboot of all that. You know about that? No. 90s era sketch comedy series broke stars like Keenan Thompson, Amanda Bynes, Nick Cannon. And it's going to debut on June 15th. Um, it's going to open up with the three imparting their advice to the new cast, which is kind of the passing of the baton. I'm excited about all that, but will they throw in a bag of chips? <laughs> so <Jesus>. dumb. <laughs> really? That's no that's clapping. You don't get to play your own clapping sound effects. No. Would you like to take that back? Uh, Why would I take it back? Because it was dumb. It was all that in a bag of chips. Yeah, we get it. We understand the joke. That's an expression. Right. We got that. What do you think, Allie? I, I would take that back. Oh, this coming oh. from a woman who couldn't yeah. even make her own judgment. <laughs> yeah, I'd take it back. Would you like to take that back? All right, I will uh, satisfy the uh, satisfy the public on this one, and I'll say yes, I'll take it back. And lastly, Bean. Oh, come on. Uh, brings up something that Ali had said earlier. It's kind of a, he's, he alley-ooped himself. Mm-hmm. He brought up something Ali said so that he could make a joke about something Ali said previously. By the way, Allie made a great point earlier today, offhanded, that moment with Aria and the white horse. And I always say, if you're going to ride, don't no. ride the white pony. But... File that. <laughs> you go straight to hell. Would you like to take that back? I mean, I did dislocate my shoulder really... trying to try to reach for that. So, yeah, yeah. I think I'll take that one back, And it's no, a horse. It's you, not a pony, right? Because you flubbed the reference, too. 
It's not a. It's not a pony. Ride the I white think it says, horse. Does, does it say pony in one of the verses? No, that's, like, ride that's, the white no, horse. You're thinking about genuine, and that's a completely different reference. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it back. You'll take it good, back. Good. I will. All right. Fantastic. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. Not not now. Hold it. Yeah. In Rapatolvio Vio Ninrondera. Spoiler alert. This is really going to cut into Ali's time. I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Um, All right. Stand by. We're going to talk about that coming up right after the top of the hour. Okay. Game of Thrones. Can't stop her, man. Oh, man. Apparently not. She's got a lot to say here. We'll be talking about the uh, series finale. Did they make the ending up at the last second, or was this their plan all along? We'll discuss that and everything else coming up with you. First, Allie's got what's happening here on a Monday morning. Well, speaking of Game of Thrones, uh, Sophie Turner gives her husband Joe Jonas credit for saving her life when she says that she was, quote, mentally unwell. The Game of Thrones star tells the Sunday Times that he gave her an ultimatum when they first got together over three years ago. Here's her quote. He was like, I can't be with you until you love yourself. I can't see you love me more than you love yourself. And she said that was definitely something that changed her life, started her in therapy, because she said she was desperately unhappy, a complete mess, considered suicide at one point. But now that she's, you know, sought therapy slowly but surely found her way out of the darkness. But a lot of that had to do with Joe Jonas. Amazing. Which is wonderful to hear. You guys, speaking of uh, big ratings, which I cannot wait to see the numbers from last night's Game of Thrones, we do know Big Bang Theory's finale. Oh. About mm-hmm. 18 million people tuned in to watch the final and 279th episode of CBS's The Big Bang Theory on That's Thursday night. a lot night. of folks. It's it a lot of folks, you guys. They got me for the first time ever. You did not, again, Be watch no. another season series finale he of only, a show you never watched. only watches the series finale. I, that has to be filled so with inside weird. jokes. It's it has to so be filled. so weird. How did you get anything? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure I missed a lot. Like, I didn't understand why the elevator working was a big deal. Because it's never uh, worked. See, somebody told me that after the fact. But, yeah, there was a bunch of stuff going on. I couldn't figure out for the life of me why Sarah Michelle Gellar was on it. And I still haven't heard the answer is that that was significant or not. Why did you watch that? Because it's a, there are very few events these days, television events, that millions of people tune in. Those, those numbers that Allie just read, 18 million people, yeah. a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know what it's about. I like to stay current. Right, but I'm going to just keep it a bean. You like to stay current means you watch the show. You don't wait until the series <laughs> right. finale. Look, I'm to very watch busy. one episode. I got on board Game of Thrones this year, and I feel like it has uh, it's, it enriched my life. I'm, I'm happy that I watched it. You can't watch them all, but you can pick and choose and watch the watch a few of them. Just the finales. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Don't be ridiculous. Well, someone else that likes to stay current or not at all, is a 81-year-old man named Ernie Hines who is going after Jay-Z and Genuine for sampling his music for Jay-Z's Paper Chase and Genuine's Toe to Toe, by the way. Uh, those songs from 1998's Hard Knock album and Genuine songs from 1999. You may be saying to yourself, sir, why so soon? Why so soon? Mm-hmm. His attorney says in the lawsuit that his client is a senior citizen and doesn't listen to rap music. He was unaware that both of these huge songs 
sampled his music. Here's the thing. I am going to play for you um, a little bit of his music, but it's not, here's the thing, it's not his lyrics. It's actually the music underneath that he composed. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not a sample of him, like, singing or anything. Mm -hmm. So you just have to pay attention, not to the singing, but the music underneath. This is Ernie Hines from a song from 1969. Nice. Called Help Me. Yeah. That's it. Whenever you kiss me. Song's kind of a jam. Oh, I it's like a total it. bop yeah, for sure. Totally like it. Um, now we're gonna listen to Jay Z's yeah. Paper Chase. I don't want to have to spray down this bitch. Call my whole team from around way down this bitch. I'm trying to stay down this bitch. Play down this bitch. Uh-huh. Had a stand. A lot of bitch in that, right? Yeah. Uh, next up, Genuine's 1999 song called Toe to Toe. Yeah. <laughs> On my time off, I've seen a lot of people trying to be like me. Timberland, I know you have, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so he was not credited on those original those recordings from those artists? Not credited. Um, he's suing for copyright infringement and at least two million dollars. This just in um Timbaland was the producer of both tracks. Yeah. Oh I feel like you took his song not once, but twice, Timbaland. What are you what Ernie. Sounds like it. Yeah, certainly and sounds like an, it. He's an artist too, so he should know. You would think. You yeah. can't just rip people off. Like and also, that. when yeah. you're getting ready to put a song on Jay Z's album, you know to clear everything. Uh, you would think. So this yeah. is just stupid on their part. Yeah. Because that is that's not like under pressure of an Elias obvious sure, but it's it's there. You hear it for sure. Yeah. So good luck, Ernie Hines. They're gonna settle out of court yeah. from Jackson, Mississippi. You got a big payday coming. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you guys watch that. Who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, um, only the last one coming mm-hmm. up. Because <laughs> <laughs> you like to stay current. Yeah. Uh, it's been canceled after a 20-year run, uh, the last 17 canceled. of which were in syndication. Do you remember the juggernaut that it was, though, when it came out? Uh, summer of 1999 on ABC ran through 2002 with Regis Philbin as the host. Remember? Everyone's oh, like, yeah. oh, are they going to get up to the million-dollar question? And then balloons, and the first time anyone ever won a million, it was such a huge deal. It was a great show. It yeah. was. It, it was like streets are empty. Yeah. Like on some night. It was People loved it. Really big. And, re- and remember that they ruined it by putting it on like four nights a week, yeah. too? Yeah, it was a lot. But then it shifted to syndication in 2002, hosted by Meredith Vieira until 2013. Since then, those uh, hosts have been Cedric the Entertainer, Terry Crews, and most recently, Chris Harrison. So he's out of a gig, right? I think he'll be all right. You think he'll be okay? Yeah. With the Bachelor, Bachelorette? I guess so. We go to Paradise and Smooch at... Whatever those shows are. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. You guys uh, watch any of the Preakness? No. Me neither. So I didn't know that Diplo was the headliner for Baltimore's Infield Fest, <laughs> where he made his grand entrance by parachute. <laughs> he flew in. <laughs> and a parachute what? landed and then headed straight for the stage to play a set. You know what? Diplo, I'm not like a super fan of Diplo's music. Mm-hmm. It's not my thing, but he's living the best life. He's doing man. it up. He's doing everything yes. he wants. He's in Detective Pikachu. Oh, how he jealous he is. Wow. He's living the life. I'm saying. I'd want to parachute into Detective Pikachu. 
literally into him. I'm just into it. Well, that's all well and good, but what does Diplo think? I think he thinks he's having a great life, ma'am, but mm-hmm. excellent question, and I appreciate it. Some birthdays for you guys. Cher, Busta Rhymes, and then we were questioning, is it Oliphant mm-hmm. or Oliphant? It is neither. I looked it up. I saw him correcting Jimmy Pardo on his pronunciation because Jimmy Pardo jokingly said elephant. It's Oliphant. 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 Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. So no, we were nowhere near. None of us were anywhere near it. Okay. Bean, do you want to tell people it's Ride the White Pony? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, the last I, I verse. I can feel you. I can mm-hmm. feel you wanting to say it. Yeah. Is Ride the White Pony. No the rest one... of the song is Ride the Red Horse. Okay. But no I'm just, I, I wouldn't have brought it up. I was willing to let it go. <laughs> I okay. mean, if, if you're if you're bringing things up, okay. um, I would like to bring up the fact that when I said, oh, I think that, would you like to take it back, uh, was edited because there's no way I would say mm-hmm. Lahaini just out of nowhere. And um, I didn't say out of nowhere. Thank you so much to Yasmin. Who said uh, it's because you were talking about Jensen smuggling in pickles in his butt to the movie theater? Well, happy we went over that. So, are uh, are we done with that that correction segment? Yeah, while we're taking things back. When I was in third grade, Uh I spilled water on my pants. Oh my God, you didn't. Jimmy Pizzullo said he peed his pants, pointed. Uh I didn't. It was water. You did, though. No, it was water. Right. I mean, that was your story at the time. I'm sticking to it. Now you're taking it back. No, I'm sticking okay. to it. I would like to take back my my. Okay, the one so, that you yeah, pushed. Yeah. So just so we know, it okay, was good. a push. I'm taking it back. Okay. So happy birthday. That's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K Rock K R O Q. Weird that they debuted a new theme on the last episode, right? Doesn't seem like they're taking it very seriously. I like the lyrics. Oh, that's Jack Black. You know what? That's Jack Black. Yeah, that was on his Instagram. Imagine walking by the arc light one day last week and seeing Jack Black dressed up like that with, I don't know, whatever his lightsaber was that he was carrying <laughs> while he was filming that video. Very funny stuff. Last night was it, you guys. The Game of Thrones series finale after eight seasons. Is it the most popular show in HBO history? Have I heard that? Does that sound right to you guys? I mean, it's definitely Sopranos. I would think so. I think it would just beat Sopranos, yeah. Yeah, you'd think. yeah I think it's the most watched show in HBO's I think it's, long it's, it's goes, it goes, history. It goes Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Arliss. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we might want to... Spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah, 100% spoiler alert, because we are going to be discussing the series finale. We are going to be looking for your calls on your level of disappointment, or if you enjoyed it, we'd like to hear from you, too. There must be a unicorn out there at 1-800-520-1067. Spoiler gonna, alert. We're going to start with Dave, who has been watching the series since the beginning, right? And yes. recently recently rewatched the entire series that is heading into, the, in, heading into the final season. So you had all of it fresh in your mind. Your early thoughts, Dave. I'm so glad it's over. And here's why. I wish people would stop bitching about it. There was nothing that the writers could do that could save it. There's the, the, nothing that they could have done to make everyone happy. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, to make everyone happy this season would have had been 23 episodes, which mm-hmm. it, it, HBO gave them the opportunity to, but they couldn't do it. They, they didn't want to do it. Right. And that's, I think, what pissed everyone off. But I feel like it was the last 
few episodes that really started the anger train. Right? It was yeah, the whole. People it was liked last year, right? Yes, mm-hmm. it was all this season. This all whole season, season okay. everyone but was. Weren't up, there things all the way bunch. along throughout Game of Thrones that made everyone angry? The red r- wedding and no, all that. Well, kind people of stuff. But that was in a, that wasn't a good way though. Like okay. they're upset just because their favorite characters were getting yeah. knocked off over and over and over again. But I, I think it was like a. It was so cool getting there, and then it was a hurry up and let's finish it all up together. Oh, I see. Really fast. Okay, let me ask you this question. And again, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert, because we are talking about last night's series finale if you haven't seen it. Was the problem partly that everybody had a rooting interest in who ended up on the Iron Throne? If your person didn't end up on the Iron Throne, and most people's didn't, you were disappointed because that's not how you wanted to see the thing end, right? Well, I mean, isn't, that, isn't that kind of the part of the built-in problem of the finale of this show where it all leads to one decision being made? Yeah, everyone had a horse in it, but you wanted to, you want to see how your person either gets there or doesn't get there. I saw you know? a dragon. I didn't see a horse. <laughs> oh, I did see a horse. <laughs> yeah, actually. there was a horse. plenty of horses, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, like for me, I wanted Jon Snow to sit on the uh, be the king which seems like the consensus yes it was the consensus because he was the rightful heir and he was like the the best moral compass like throughout the whole series yeah he was the conscience of the whole show and when he was heading toward and ended up kissing his his queen donna was like you are such a pussy what happened to you she was so mad at him because he's the conscience of the show and then, of course, he did the right thing, so she felt better about it. But you're right. I mean, I, I think that would have made a lot of people happy. Yeah. But th- is that the writer's job it... to make people happy, though? Or is the writer's job to follow their artistic intent? No. And, and by the way, I'm happy with what happened with John because he did what he was, like, not supposed to do, but he's going to live a happy life. And I'm cool with that. I think what a lot of people have a problem with is they kind of, overall, everybody kind of got what they wanted. You know, the, you know, especially with like Cersei's death. Right. The thing that sucks. Cersei is, didn't get what she wanted. No, but <laughs> people wanted her to die in a bad, vicious way, and the, and it was like, oh, okay, that that's how she died with Jamie. But this uh, is the biggest Trump. problem in media right now, yeah. and I think we have to, the internet to blame is that people think they get to decide what happens in the shows and art that they like. I mean, we didn't do that growing up with things like even like I thought of Reservoir Dogs last night, just a, a movie that ends pretty much in the craziest way possible. None of your characters survive. You could hit the spoiler alert if someone's been in a cave for 25 spoiler years. Alert. But, but I just think it's like, dude, let them tell a story. Even if you don't agree with it, it's still the art. Yeah. No? And I, don't, I, I love and the by passion. Way, I'd also like to, <laughs> I'd also like to say I don't see this happen with books. When no. people buy a book, they never go online and bitch about how they didn't like what happened well, to a character Well, because it's for book. losers, that's why. Wow, that <laughs> is right? nerd. But I mean, isn't that interesting that it's really just for TV and movies that people do this? All right, let's start talking about uh, specific problems that people had with the way it ended. Well, I'll tell you, the first problem we ought to uh, address, I think, is the big one. Spoiler alert. And we'll let Rachel talk about it. She's Spoiler in, alert. She's in Los Angeles. She joins us on the Kevin B. and Troy Kerouac. Is this the good Rachel? Yes. Hi, good Rachel. You sound you sound very ticked off about who ended up on the Iron Throne. Talk me through it. Yes. Oh, I just I couldn't hate an ending more. When you guys were talking last week about how Vegas was favoring Bran to be picked for the Iron Throne, I was like, that's stupid and random. And that where did that come from? It came out of nowhere. But don't don't you think that? Sort of followed through with the show. Yeah, I mean, didn't I mean, they? Didn't they come out of nowhere a bunch of different places? Yeah, but 
I don't know. This whole point that Bran was saying, like, I can't be a lord. I can't be this. I can't be this. I'm a three-eyed raven. And that was, like, his whole thing. He was like, I'm not Bran anymore. I'm this weird, mystical being. And then all of a sudden, oh, no, I'm king. Never mind. (laughs) Just because because Tyrion says it, oh, I nominate him. He's like, okay, I'll be king. I I, I will tell you again, spoiler alert, if you're just joining us, we're talking about last night's Game of Thrones. What Rachel's referring to is that They've had they've had this this line of succession that has been in place for what seems like hundreds of years, and in a three minute discussion that they have with like ten people, they decide, you know what, we're just not going to do it the way we've always done it. Let's just randomly pick a dude to be the king. Sounds and familiar, it, by the way. Yeah. It, it just yeah. <laughs> after they I mean, laughed at democracy. Yeah, yes, democracy what it is. I mean, it would be like Queen Elizabeth dying and them going, you know what? Not so much right. with the not so much with the Charles. Right. Let's just pick a dude. That off would be the, awesome. Yeah, by the way, that would make me happy. Way, and by the way, that's the plot of King Ralph. So <laughs> let's right. not pretend that's, this is new. Well, hold on though, because but I think that's a nod to Daenerys. That's t- Tyrion uh, saying, "All right, she didn't want this, so let's do it a different way." She. Destroyed everything. He said that the wheel she up. wanted to destroy exactly. was basically the offspring of the king exactly. taking over. So which she, is the ridiculous way that it's blew, still done in England. She blew everything up, and he wanted to give something to the Unsullied so they don't kill Jon Snow and himself. Rachel, thank you for the call. Before we go to the break, by the way, one 800 We're going to take your calls. Allie, I'd like you to boast a little bit. I'd like you to take a little bit of thank credit you. for some thank things you. that you said last week as Victory somebody lap. who had mm-hmm. never seen the show. As someone who has never seen the show, my, uh, my theory was going to be that the dragon was going <laughs> to... Burn down the Iron Throne, so literally no throne, and then spoiler alert, and then figuratively there would be no throne. But I said Sansa was going to swoop in, which there was no throne because the dragon came with this fire, burned it all up, and that shit got like they were like, oh, take care of the North. Here, you get Rhode Island type of thing. So she did get something, but yeah, there was no throne, so that was. Cool. <laughs> right? I think you get credit. Do I, I get credit? Yeah. You get credit for that. Thank yeah. You. And and Sansa didn't end up ruling all, but she did rule her little corner. She well, did rule uh, the north. Which is for another sure. uh, okay. Guys, you crazy, Dave? Yeah, yeah, because everyone's like, Oh, we're all gonna follow in line. And then she's just like the north is like, No, we're gonna be cool and independent, even though you're my brother. So let someone from art you know, area rule, and everyone's like, all right, we're cool with that. No, They made a lot of very big decisions on the fly. They sure did. (laughs) It's really what happened. I mean, they really did change everything about the way the world works in a three-minute discussion. You know what we should do? We should just change everything. (laughs) Which was was kind of wacky. I mean, don't these things usually... I mean, when when the United States was born, it took months and months and months of them hammering out the details of how the new order was going to be. They did it in like three minutes on Game of Thrones. I mean, they're more efficient. I'm just happy there was no internet when uh, Twin Peaks was on. Because people destroyed (laughs) that second season as well. And we just sort of said, all right, we'll go to another show. (laughs) We didn't make a petition. All right. What do you want to add to your thoughts on last night's Game of Thrones series finale? And if you were happy with it, by the way, if you're Team Bran, you were rooting for him, we want to hear from you as well. 1-800-520-1067. Your calls when we return on K-Rock. This is the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Spoiler alert. We are uh, talking about last night's Game of Thrones series finale on, 
on HBO. If you have not seen it, do not listen to this conversation. Give us about six minutes away. I, I will say, and Kevin brought this up earlier, it's worth mentioning, whatever your thoughts were about who ended up on the Iron Throne, we sure got a lot of little man walking last night on the show. Please <laughs> give sh- little man a horse. <laughs> because I can't. I watched him walk for like a half hour, I think. I know. He just kept walking. I was like, maybe break into a little jog. For God's sakes, this is taking forever. And he's not He's not fast. He does not have a, he does not have a large step because he's tidy and he just walked and walked and walked and walked <laughs> and then went out to dinner he came back still walking still walking right and uh, then and then he spent a whole bunch of time rearranging chairs too i don't know sure. what that was oh, about. funny but we are taking your calls at 1-800-520-1067 with your hot takes on last night's show let's start with lark by the way she's in palm springs it says here and i'm sure our phone screener got it wrong lark you thought game of thrones last night was the quote Worst series finale ever, end quote. Yeah, I I believe that that was the worst season finale that was ever written in the history of season finale. Wow, wow. I you didn't watch Dexter? And... What? You didn't see Dexter? Oh, 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 that was horrible, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what was your problem with it? Well, my, my first problem was how they developed the characters over eight years of fandom. They, I mean, they made Jon Snow a secret Targaryen. For what? What did they make him a secret Targaryen for? for well, it, it didn't lead to anything. You're right about that. Well, it did. It yeah. did because it, it, it made Daenerys crazy knowing that there was someone else who had a rightful claim. So that was part of make. That's part of what right, made her but crazy. He, but he, but he walks. He walks into the woods though, with nobody knowing that he's a Targaryen, and presumably it'll never turn into anything. It doesn't get him anywhere. I don't know. There's no resolve. I mean, I just don't know where. Wait, where I think the writers. I think the resolve is they're not going to run the kingdom like that anymore, so it's irrelevant that he's... Yes, and the resolve for Jon Snow is that he's finally at peace. He could go live his life with ghosts and the wildlings, which he befriended. He could go be free. He is free of all of this. But he can't bang, he can't bang though, right? stupid show, too, which is good news. <laughs> but he can't bang, though, right, Dave? He's not allowed to have kids, they said? Correct. Well, because they sentenced him to, again, another tour at the, the Night's Watch. So, But, I mean, he didn't stop him before, so, you know. Now, Lark, let me ask you this question. Do you think that the plan all along, or at least for the last couple seasons, that the writers were working toward was for Bran to end up on the Iron Throne? Or do you think that that is just something they just kind of panic came up with in the writer's room where they were forced to write this last episode. No, I, I'm a I'm a big believer that they pulled that directly out of their butts. <laughs> they, I don't know where that came from. I mean, they had it was no. I mean, Bran was kind of gone for a couple um, seasons. I mean, why did Hodor hold the door? And why is he? I mean, Bran. I'm sorry, yep. your phone's cutting out, Lark. I apologize. But we thank you for calling yeah. very much. I'm going we, to go yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's, uh, let's take a couple more calls with this because I do want to hear from Liz in Anaheim. She's bringing up something on line six that a lot of people pointed out last night online as well. And I think it's worth exploring. Liz, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling the Kevin Bean Show. Spoiler alert. Talking about last night's Game of Thrones series. Spoiler alert. Finale, your thoughts, please. Hi there. Um, yeah, so my question or my comment is like, so you have Sansa 
who's, you know, been trained by Littlefinger, like the most, like the best player in this Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. You know, she's a woman. She's strong. She's rose up through the ranks. She's a competent leader. She's made good decisions. And you say, no, we're going to go with this dude over here who can't even have kids. Who's, you know, like, it's just, to me, as a feminist who's, like, you know, works in the corporate world, it is such a blow. Like, competent female leader? No, no, we're just going to go with the Oh, Liz, leader. that could never happen in real life, though. <laughs> and, and, and you are forgetting about Sansa's emails, too. Come on, remember yeah. those. Anyone oh, but yeah, Sansa. Yeah. Anyone but Sansa. <laughs> yeah, but Lock to, her up. Lock her up. <laughs> to combat that, though, uh, Sansa wouldn't accept that she wouldn't go to King's Landing. She's going to stay in the north. She's a northerner, so she's staying there. That's why she is queen oh, of the north. Oh, just like a dude. Right? Right? Oh, she's just like a guy. Where do you want her to stay? The kitchen, Dave? Yep, yep. She's uh, not a good cook, so no. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. Listen, a blow for Thank you for the call. I appreciate I'll that. I'll tell you a show that treats women okay, pretty uh-huh. well. We can take you over at Barry. If you're oh, mad at, at so this show, bad. there are two seasons of Barry on HBO right now. Just binge them. It's an incredible show. You'll it's love an no incredible pro- show. You'll have no problems. I don't know. They just murdered the one. Hey, 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 Spoiler alert. Jesus, Dave. Big night last night. All right. Let's close with Christian in Riverside Line 4. We'll give Christian the final word. I think he may surprise you with what he has to say. Hey, Christian. Hey, what's going on, guys? You tell us. Game of Thrones. Series, series finale. Spoiler alert. What you got? Um, I really enjoyed it. And I thought John walking off into the forest was such a happy ending. But like you guys were saying, that it did something knowing that he was a Targaryen, that it made the queen mad and it kind of changed the way the kingdom was going to be run. And I think nobody knowing kind of resolved the show and just let John be at peace. So you liked it the way that it went? Yeah, I thought it was really enjoyable. I thought people just kept being really crybabies about the whole season and everybody's nobody was happy somebody had something to complain about but it sucked just because the writers couldn't continue the show they should have made it 23 episodes but they're like we don't want to do this anymore so <laughs> it's true <laughs> yeah, it's tired well maybe we should start picking our leaders based on who has the best stories since apparently that's what they did on the show last night and by the way thank you for the call we appreciate it very much we'll never find out Dave what happened when Tyrion went into the brothel with a donkey and a honeycomb I guess that's the great <laughs> unanswered question isn't it yeah man I can't wait for the prequels though yes you want him to start right away? Yeah, it's going to happen. You don't want a, a beat? You don't want a breath? Nope. Let's do it. All right. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Right? You, guys, you guys convinced me. I'm going to watch Game of Thrones next week. <laughs> you guys finally got me into it. Sweet. I'm going to watch... start season one? Yeah. Episode no, one? No, no, no. I'm going to watch the next episode, whatever the next one is. Oh, the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to get to the next one. Next yeah. like... right, let, let us know how it is. Okay. <laughs> Hey, um, Allie. Bean. What's What's happening? Well, what's happening is Scarlett Johansson and SNL co-head writer Colin Jost are engaged, you guys. You said that earlier. Yep. This is you taking it back now? No, no, this is uh, a real story that came out and and is real and there's no change. Sounds hot. Sign me up. Okay. Hmm. The pair made headlines after being spotted making out after her appearance on SNL in May 2017. Hot traps? Well, I don't think (laughs) we're saying that. Um, But then for months, people were like, I mean... 
just made out with them. I mean, that party's really fun, and people drink a lot. Sure. Like it, they carried away a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's not real. Um, they went public with their romance at the American Music, um, excuse me, American Museum of National History party in December of that year, which I said earlier, uh, that place will horn you up, right? <laughs> you're at the American Museum of Natural History, and you're like, I want to make out with you. I am sexy. They are engaged, you guys. It's real. That's It'll be not. Her... That's not. You don't believe it's still? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. It'll be her third marriage and Colin Joe's first marriage. Pretty little face. Uh, both very pretty people. There uh, you have I'm going to stand up for funny guys who get hot chicks. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'll do that now. Okay. He deserves it. <laughs> but you're saying uh, a Colin Jost is funny, and B you are. Who so, are you standing up for, though? In this case, uh, I'm standing up for dudes around the world guys, who mm-hmm. uh, who date out of their league, out of their league guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, beyond their coverage. Uh huh. So just make it my stance. Why now. would you? Why would you stick up for them? I just think you That's know. Some, word. Sometimes they get a bad rap. You uh-huh. know, they uh, they work hard to get to where they are. That's right? All. Yeah. It's not just luck. No, man. Or just a woman saying, oh, fine, you wore me down. It's just a woman finally going, okay, listen, fine. Yeah. Let's just do this. For a while. You know what? Hey, can I I throw something in? Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, I think, is uh, arguably one of the uh, conventionally most attractive women in the world. Mm Bitch. But I have, no, that's not what I've heard at all. Mm. In fact, the opposite, Rodney, I have heard that she is also a very nice lady. Have you ever heard a bad thing about Scarlett Johansson? I don't know that I, I don't have. He, to be honest, you don't hear much yeah, about her. I don't her think I've heard anything yeah. about her. You don't her. really hear much about her personal life. Personal I think life. she hides it. Mostly. But I, but I think that when she when she is involved in something, she usually seems to have a good take, and she seems to be on the right side of things, and she seems to not be getting in any trouble. Other than seems, other than the Asian, other movie. than taking roles away from Asian but people. That, but but I, I don't know if it's necessarily all on her. Uh-huh. But. But yeah, she should have seen that one coming. But that's a yeah. very rare mm-hmm. misstep. Yeah, long, as, long as career. Is yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess what I'm saying is, uh-huh. I'm looking past the fact that she's so incredibly okay. hot and thinking, man, she's probably a pretty good date too. But that's probably that's probably a, a nice step for for young Colin. Yeah, of course. I don't think that's a good anyone step for was him. debating that he he's not stepping down. Lucky. though, is what we're saying. Are you thinking we're saying she's out of his league? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, where is this going? I, I don't from? understand what you're arguing. Then <laughs> I'm not arguing. Anything. She's the hotter one. He's I'm less hot. Saying, you know what? I'm I heard saying, she's nice. So good. For for him. <laughs> I mean, maybe he got past her looks and he knows she's right, nice. Right. Yeah. There, there you go. That's my takeaway. Oh, yeah. Wow. <sighs> All right. I asked you guys last hour. Yeah. <laughs> Would you click on this? Austrian authorities advise people to quit kissing cows. You uh, all were first a yes. of all, yeah. I'll never stop kissing cows. Well. But yeah, I would be interested in reading the article. Understandable. Sure. Um, so kissing cows, quote, with or without tongues is all the rage right now in Austria. <laughs> but officials are warning <laughs> against endangering the animals and those smooching them. The disturbing trend is being promoted by a Swiss app called Castle. It launched the bizarre Cow Kiss Challenge to raise money for charity. But as a result, people have been filmed wandering into paddocks and approaching cows before puckering up and kissing the confused animals. The harmless-seeming practice has been getting slammed. Politicians and farming officials coming out and saying, you're creating a nuisance that could lead to getting trampled to death by upset cows. Wow. Worth the risk. You think? <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, just so you, you win the challenge. Yeah. 
I kissed a cow, man. I went out doing what I love. <laughs> I hate that it, it's... Living my best life. In quotes, with or without tongues. Like, uh, ew. What's happening, uh, Austria? My tongue or cow, the cow's tongue? Both. Does it, does it matter? Does. Well, it does, because okay. cow tongues are very scratchy, as I know from first-hand experience. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. Wait, is... we glossing over that, or yeah. do we well, need more? I, I'd like to. I, I, okay, well, you know that. Here's what I'll say. Um, I would be furious if somebody hopped a fence and trespassed on my land to mm-hmm. kiss my cow. Mm-hmm. I would. But if they came up and just kissed my cow over the fence, I think it would be fine. It'd be adorable. I'd rather I that than could, tipping, it be tipping the cows. Tipping the cows I, is terrible. Oh, that's horrible. Don't yeah. ever, ever do that. That's, I thought, that's ridiculous. I thought, having not read the story, Ellie, that you were going to say that there was some concern of of uh, spreading of viruses or something like that, or somebody getting sick or something. But you're saying literally they're just worried about people getting stampeded. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're breaking into places to French a cow. There's nothing wrong with kissing a cow, by the way, just like any other pet. You kiss your dog, don't you? Mm-hmm. Same deal, kissing your cow. Okay. And their tongues are scratchy, you said? Very scratchy. Yeah. yeah. You don't want that. I mean, they, they really will. They can take your skin off. They, they, they're they so Like if hard. you, like, had peanut butter? <laughs> That's not what... <laughs> and that's why, not skin you want to lose. Why do you Why do you have to make hey, everything... look who's talking. Two layers of skin off my back. <laughs> yes. Is a cow, like, licking your back, dude, or what? As a matter of fact, Kevin, I believe you've got some questions to answer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Cows can suck it. Oh, right. Oh. I mean, they sounds like they did. All right. Uh, moving on. Yeah, let's you guys. move on. Matthew McConaughey has finally received his high school diploma more than 30 years after graduating. No, he wasn't missing credits, that type of thing. He was given his original diploma on Friday night when he returned to his Texas alma mater to address the class of 2019. All right, all right, all right. Apparently, at that school, uh, graduates would normally receive diploma holders during commencement, and then you have to go back to the school to pick up your diploma later, which, I mean... He did the right thing, right? Yeah, Do you need it? Yeah, they don't need Agreed. it. Keep yeah. walking. Yeah. So, yeah, more than 30 years later, they were like, hey, here's your diploma. What do you think he did with it? Uh, it's probably in the backseat of whatever car <laughs> oh, I he, he drove I there. I thought he rolled a joint in it and smoked oh, it. Oh, <laughs> that would be cool. I think he's a pussy. <laughs> I don't think that's necessary right there <laughs> at all. Legendary comedian Sammy Shore passed away at the age of 92. He founded the Comedy Store and, of course, is Polly Shore's dad. And Polly Shore took to social media to commemorate his dad and said, I'm saddened to let everyone know that my father, Sammy Shore, recently passed away at the age of 92 from natural causes. My parents got divorced when I was three years old. And even though my mom was the one that raised me, my dad still provided for me in the best way that he could. So... I always love when Polly Shore gets very serious because it's yeah. like all these tweets, and then the last one I'm always expecting, like, also, oh, wheeze into juice, like something at the end to, like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like something that breaks the normal for him. I just. Oh, hi, K Rockers. This is Polly Shore. Kill. <laughs> you guys killed him? I don't know why we did. Don't know why we had that? Wow. All right. Did you think that was just going to be a normal? Yep. Oh, all right. <laughs> Maybe we need to listen to stuff before we play it. Sometimes you just roll the dice. You know what? At least it's not a hard time for him right now. He probably enjoyed hearing that during this time of mourning. Good time to interject death into the Polly Shore experience. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Sorry, Polly. I didn't realize that happened. Woo! Uh, happy birthday to Cher. 
Timothy Oliphant, in case you're wondering how to say his last name. I looked it up. That's apparently correct. I still don't agree with it. So let's just what let's decide. Should it be I mean he said it. He says so I, let's go with his do we way. want do we want Oliphant or Oliphant? I don't care. It's it's to me, Timothy Oliphant. That's what mm-hmm. we go with. I don't care what he says. Okay. Even though it's Oliphant. You want Oliphant? Yeah, I want. I, it's up to me. I, it's just like Game of Thrones. I get to pick the ending. Okay. I don't think and that's uh, happy birthday, Buster Rhymes. Or do we say Buster? Buster Rhymes. Buster. Party ER, yard. Yeah. Okay. That's what's happening. Thanks, Holly. You drive home today. Listen to a commercial-free 5 p.m. hour. Random act of happiness <laughs> from the SoCal helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. Uh, people are dumb on tomorrow's show. The Lakers are a dumpster fire. Yeah. What's happening? What's happening? It's bad news over there. Uh, and the guy who is uh, addicted to Facebook. <laughs> That's tomorrow morning. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock.